0: Holly G with the Golf Insiders. My very special guest today is a legend across the pond, as we like to say. He has covered the European and the PGA Tour for more years than I think are uh, indicative of his handicap. Uh, He has written for the major newspapers in the UK, Ireland, Scotland. He's been to 24 Masters. He's the Secretary of the Golf Writers Association of Europe. He is the man in the know, and we've got so much going on in the global game right now. It's a pleasure to have Bernie McGuire on the show today. Hey, Bernie.
1: Hi, Holly, and hi to all your listeners. Good to be good to be with you.
0: Well, Maguire would lead me to believe you're uh, your Irish, Scottish, Bernie, but I hear an Australian accent.
1: You certainly do. Um, I'm fortunate, as you mentioned, I write for a, Scottish, a couple of Scottish newspapers, but particularly the Irish newspapers where the name surname Maguire came from, and no one knows really that I'm Australian writing running for an Irish newspaper, so having a surname Maguire helps, <laughs> which has good, been good, actually. But, you know... There's been a lot of news going on as we know, and it just seems to be sort of breaking news and and sadly new news every day.
0: Absolutely. Well, first I want to get your thoughts. Uh, you were there for the historic 150th Open Championship at St Andrews, and the Aussie Cam Smith uh, turned out to be the spoiler, beating the I would say fan favorite, maybe even the uh, global golf world favorite, Rory McIlroy. Stealing that major out from under him on the uh, closing holes last Sunday.
1: Yeah, look, I was being Australian, being born in Sydney. I was, I was really chuffed for Cam Smith. I don't really know him that well because he's one of the newer guys, newer, newer Australians playing his trade on the PGA Tour. I came up all through the ranks with the likes of, say, Greg Norman and Ian Baker Finch, and those sort of guys, Steve Elkington, and then I just mentioned Greg Norman. It was nice to see Cam win because Greg Norman in 1993 was the last Australian. To win an open championship, and that, that was down at Royal St George's, when I remember, Gene Sarazen handed them the Clara Jug, and uh, Norman Norman had sort of beaten the best players in the world that day if, for anyone into cricket. Australian Australian cricket team were in, there in attendance. At Sandwich they'd beaten England in the famous Ashes series, so they were they were present. But um, you now Kempfus, he, he had a great season, Holly. As we know, he won the Players Championship. He's moved up to number two in the world, and um, he did what he had to do. He won with a 64. I think if anyone comes out of the pack. And shoots a 64 on a final day of any tournament, whether whether it be a major or not, you know you've got to be pretty close to winning. And as you mentioned, um, I walked with um actually with the last group of Rory and Victor for the last 18 in holes, and we thought, you know, everybody thought the winner would come out of the, those two, but it, just, it was just no no spark between the two of them. It's it's disappointing for Rory because I um, you know Rory in the absence of Tiger having missed the cut, Rory is clearly a, a fan favourite, and uh, but there was just there was just nothing. His putting was poor. Um, he didn't get any you know, he, he, there wasn't many birdies and um you know there was no sort of there was no sort of really that strong final round feud between, you know, two young guys on the tour. And and, and you know, as I said, did someone come out and shoot a sixty four, well they rich new rich to win and it was great for Cam to win the major.
0: Yeah, and I think as Rory uh, so um eloquently as well as graciously, uh, first of all, congratulated Cam. He said he just got beat by the, the better guy uh, Sunday. But also, you know, if we look over time in the history of majors, many have upset – and and uh, Clara Jug and uh, Wanamaker Trophy, et cetera, have been uh, stolen uh, coming down the stretch from some of the world's greatest players, whether it was Gary Player or Jack Nicklaus or Arnold Palmer. Yeah,
1: that's well, that's when I, that's when I present. The trophies on that on, on that final day, don't they? You know, if you do shoot a sixty-four like Cam Smith, and as so many people have done, as I've just mentioned, Greg Norman, I recall, I'm shooting a sixty-three to win that ninety-three Open down at Royal Saint George's. You know, you probably probably much deserve to win if you do shoot a low round. There's not many major winners, as you, knew, you know, Holly, that shoot over par and win a major championship.
0: That is the truth. Well, you've mentioned his name several times, Greg yeah. Norman, who was disinvited to the 150th Open Championship Champions Dinner, Bernie, and we know, uh, you know, his nickname's The Shark, and he's really been looking like the shark in hot water with this Live Golf uh, League that uh, continues to break news every day, and we've had a lot of it this week, very much focused on some of the the stalwarts of the European tour, and I want to get some of your thoughts on on what's been happening. Let's start off with Henrik Stenson making the jump to Live Golf and uh, being dethroned from his captaincy of the Ryder Cup. Uh, you must have some some deep thoughts on this. Uh, well,
1: that's all very disappointing for Henrik, because um, you know we he got appointed as the European captain in March this year. He spoke about the fact that it was probably a boy, boyhood dream, a, a golfing dream to captain Europe one day. He was certainly in a mix of players. that, we, When we were out at the Hero World Challenge out, out in the Bahamas last December, we were talking to him, we were talking to Justin Rose, we are thinking of people like Lee Westwood, we, we were thinking about people like Luke Donald, uh, Sergio Garcia, Graham McDowell, all in the mix to become the next European captain. And there was a long discussion, I remember, remember Holly, when I went to the Abu Dhabi Championship this year, back in January, and the players' lounge was out, sort of the back part of the players' lounge was out in the grass, and the players were all just sitting around relaxing. But the media and spectators could walk around the back of the players' lounge where they were all relaxing to the 18th green or to their corporate enclosures. And I remember seeing Keith Pelly sitting there with Kevin Stans and I've sitting there for about over an hour, just chatting away. That certainly wasn't certainly wasn't a, wasn't a bubbly conversation. Very serious. Uh, it did lead, a couple of months later, to I just mentioned, Henrik being appointed as the European captain to re- to replace sort of uh, Paul Dirk Harrington. Now we, we, now we have the situation now that Paul D. Harrington speaking the other day, head of the senior opener, the Eagles, how bitter and disappointed he is now that Henrik has broken the contract he signed with the DP World Tour uh, to join Live Golf. And it means now, like, who's who's now going to be the Ryder Cup captain of Europe in, for, for uh, September next year? It's um, uh, There, just seems, to be, there just seems to be one sort of, one sort of sad chapter in this old, this sort of saga after another at the moment.
0: His quote specifically, Padraig Harrington said, "I have no empathy there. No, he took the Ryder Cup job when Live was in doubt, and now that Live is pretty much mainstream, normalized, he's jumped ship. And uh, as a former captain, uh, we could guess that that would not sit well with with Padraig." I have always been a big fan of Sergio Garcia, but it seems that Sergio just continues to um, light his hair on fire. I you know he's a passionate guy, but some of the comments of late that he's made about the European tour, uh, the Ryder Cup. We know Sergio has been, you know, the, the face and the energy and the excitement of, uh, of the Ryder Cup for so many years. What do you, what, what's going on there?
1: Oh, no, no. As, as I said, it's, it's already sad. It's, it's, it's changing, changing by the day. The headlines, you know. There was, um, you mentioned Sergio. The, the question is now: like, there's all those guys I've just mentioned, like uh, Ian Porter, Lee Westwood, Graham McDowell, um, Sergio Garcia, Henrik Stenson. They were all in the mix for this Ryder Cup captaincy for Rome in September next year. Who gets it now? The question is: they're talking now whether they go back, maybe hand the captaincy to Thomas Bjorn. Who led Europe to victory, as you know, um, in Versailles back in 2018? They give it to Portu Harrington. Would he want to Would he want to lead the team in Rome um, next year? Or is it someone like someone who's really sort of, I can use the expression, squeaky clean at the moment? Someone like, say, a Luke Donald, or maybe a Justin Rose? hand the captain to them? Europe, Europe's in, in a bit of turmoil. I'm, I can see the same happening with the, um, the two teams contesting the Presidents Cup later this year. Who's going to be in the side? Um, I, I'm. Like I'm not too I am sitting on the fence here, Holly. I'm not too sure if I just if I agree with the tour stripping the captaincy off him, um, or, and or finding the players that are from the both tours who've gone to live. I'm not too sure about that because you know when I I look at my own career, I started off on the Australasian tour, came to Europe, had the opportunity to do a few events in Europe, and then all the all the best players, all the, all the best all the best players at the time, all the best Australians if I can say, were the likes of Craig Perry, Brett Oval... Uh, and Mali, they all applied their trade and also, also did Norman, they applied their trade in Europe and went, then went on to the PGA Tour. Now, in, in the recent decades, the best Australians and the best players from South Africa and the best players from Europe and Ireland and Scotland and England have gone to the States. So they're, um, they're not playing those regular European Tour events where I used to travel to in my early sort of golf reporting career in those, in those 90s in the late 90s, and the early 2000s where we used to travel off to Sweden, we go to Mallorca we go to... Spain, Portugal, France, and I loved that. It was great traveling there, but now all the focus is on the PGA Tour. And if I could just sort of jump ahead a bit in mentioning Harrington um, has sort of been disappointed and, you know, bitter, I guess a little bit bitter about Stenson breaking the contract. We were talking to Retief Goosen up at Glen Eagles on um, Tuesday ahead of the Senior Open, which started today. And um, Goosen, who everybody knows Goosen has won two U.S. Opens, but he's, he's always been a very calm non-controversial person. And he, I, we just, my colleague and I, Louie Mayer, who writes for Global Golf Post, we just chatted to Richie, and he's always been an um, approachable sort of guy, but never says anything controversial. But, but he was just, in some ways, just waiting to be asked. He's very critical of Jay Monaghan, the way Jay Monaghan is carrying himself, the way the PGA Tour is carrying himself. And he's off the belief, Holly, that if this all goes to court, which is obviously headed towards, he said that Liver are going to win hands down. And he questions, he brought out a good point that no one's raised yet, Holly, was the fact that if you were a sponsor, a major sponsor of a PGA Tour tournament, would you want your best players to be playing in that tournament? Now, it seems at this stage, there's, there's more and more of the best players playing their trade on the PGA Tour are leaving to go to live. And, and it was a good point, Retief made, that someone else, I can't recall anyone I saw, sort of bringing up at this stage. The fact is that if you were a sponsor, as I said, you you're a big sponsor like, say, BMW or 3M or, or um, John Deere, you have want your best players playing. Now, at the moment, a lot of the best players are not on the PGA Tour. They've been banned from playing.
0: Well, we could argue that um, in terms of again, how many of these players are sort of heading towards the twilight of their career. Certainly not the likes of Brooks or um, Bryson DeChambeau, but, you know, they also are fighting injuries, and, uh, you know, I wouldn't say either one of them them have had that, uh, you know, just that deep Felt passion and commitment. I mean, half the times I've said Brooks looks like he'd rather be playing another sport than than playing golf. Uh, so mm. I, you know, I, I have my own thoughts on all that. But what we are looking at now is perhaps the the you know current major winner, the Open Champion, uh, Champion Golfer of the Year, Cam Smith possibly considering a jump. Now, that, I think, sends a huge red flag up the pole, if you will, because now, you know, you've got a prime-time rising star, and I would imagine there would be a a number of other Australian players that would follow suit.
1: Well, they're talking about, Holly, they're talking about a a team, a Team Australia in the live series, and and you mentioned Cam Smith. No sooner had he come into the press conference at the former press conference on Sunday night in, at the media centre there at St Andrews, and the, the rumours were going around were strong that he would be joining Live Golf. One of my colleagues, Phil Casey, who writes for the Press Association, he actually asked Cam with that really sticky question whether he could, are you going to join Live now and you want a major or, or what or not? And I remember Cam's reaction was a typical Australian comment in, in saying, bloody hell, I just want a major, Just can't we, can we just talk about that? So um, it was really, really sort of very colloquial-like Expression right. to address that question, but look, it's not going away. There's stories now as well, and this is only hearsay that his marketing power now has gone from 60 million to 120 million in asking to join Live. Which, which you know, if you want a major championship, just want just a major championship, um, you, you do have that bargaining power now to ask for, say, pups double. If it, and if it was 60 million, well, the rumor is now he's asking, his management team are asking for 120 million.
0: Yeah it's it's pretty, pretty impressive. Another guy uh because you do have the the senior open that's going on at as you mentioned Glen Eagles uh this week. So a lot of these uh longtime legends on the European tour have been accessible and speaking. And someone else Ernie Ells, he had some comments. What uh, what did Ernie have to say?
1: Uh, he, he, was always, he, was, he, was, he was very disappointed about it all too. He was sort of su- suggesting this sort of, this live series should be taking place at a period in the calendar when it's all pretty quiet, the majors are all out of the way and something like a sort of, like a what they have in cricket, a sort of a, a, sort of a professional uh, world cricket series that goes on. Um, I, wrote, I was there, standing there in front of Bernie at the time, but um, and his comments were good. But uh, I thought, I just thought, you know, listening to who who's a little bit more damning of the whole situation, and, and we... Um, we did, when you talk about some of the major champions and some of the great players playing this week at Glen was Montgomery probably Montgomery summed, summed it up in just in one one small phrase. How he's saying it's a very sad day for golf. Yeah. With the talk about talk about Cam Smith just having won at the Home of Golf, one got one winning on the 150th at the 150th Open, uh, at golf's oldest major, and talk straight away. No sooner had he left the press room and the talk as well that he was joining live golf.
0: Yeah, that that. That is a sad day.
1: Have, I should get to, I should 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 just mention one thing. You mentioned this earlier. I'm not sort of cracking you, but I'll, I just want to bring bring in a little bit more information about Greg. He he made a big song and dance act about not being extended an in invitation to come to the 150th Open. He's um he's he's first of all he's over the age qualifying age of of you know being able to tee up unless unless he like Sandy Lyle he went to a qualifying course and tried to qualify which Sandy didn't do. But look Norman, I've been every year Ollie. The RNA hosts the media to what they call a media facilitation day. And each year it's been at Saint Andrews like 2010, 2015. I've been at the, I've been in attendance and I've spoken firstly to Peter Dawson, either on the record or off the record. I said, I've said, Peter, have you extended an invitation to Greg to play the open this year? Because Greg hasn't played an open since I think about two thousand and nine. And Peter said yes, we've extended an invitation to him and he said no. Now Martin Slumbers has come on board as CEO. I remember back in 2015, we were sitting in Martin Summer's office overlooking the 1st and 18th green at St Andrews, and I asked him the same question, he said, yes, we've extended an invitation to Greg, but he's, he's declined. So Greg's, well, Greg's got a beat in his bonnet with, with the R&A. I remember, if I can just talk a little bit further, sure. he, made his, he made his seniors debut, I think about 2009 at Turnberry, and it was called the Rolex Senior Open now. Uh, Rolex is a big sponsor, of course, still of the um, Ryder Cup when it's in Europe. They're sponsoring the Senior Open this week, and they have the Rolex Series on the DP World Tour. Now Norman, at that time, was heavily involved as an Amiga sponsor. Now he went up, he went to play the, the Pro Am for the Senior Open in 2009 at and he was asked to leave. Now he was, he was, if i use using expression, he was totally pissed off with that decision. Um, a couple of years later, at Glen Eagles I'll be talking about Eagles on this call, we had a the day after. Um, Eduardo Molinari who Stenson named one of his vice captains for the Ryder Cup next year he won the, he won the Johnny Walker tournament one Walker Glen Eagles on the Monday morning about 12 o'clock Sky was all set up for Jose Maria Lathabel as the 2012 captain to announce his wildcard picks now Norman was hosting a Johnny Walker um, charity day on the golf course sponsorship day but it was just pouring it Pouring rain, play couldn't continue. So Norman came on off in off the course, made his way into the grand ballroom at the Glen Eagles Hotel where Jose Maria was about to announce his picks about noon. And Norman was knows Ollie. They go back a long way because I took that talk of Norman when he wanted to start the World Series and Tim Finch and shot that down. Right. Well, Norman was singled out by one of the two officials and also asked to leave. Now, I went to Switzerland the next week for the European Master and Norman was just so bitter about these two things. He just he just hasn't let it go, Greg. He just, he, he, you know... I mean, it just, I know if it's fine. I grew up in some ways using Greg as an inspiration for myself to get into golf journalism. Just as guys like Stuart Appleby, Adam Scott, and other guys would be inspired by Greg as a golfer. Uh, but Greg's just, he's just gone funny. He's, um, I'm not too sure like what his what his plans are. I, look, I, I think there is need. Personally, I think there is need for another tour. And there's opportunity, and, these, and I go back to what a lot of players are saying, and I agree with them, they are independent contractors. They should be allowed to make their own decisions where they want to play.
0: Well, uh, this story continues to get uh, more interesting every day, more twists and turns, and, and no doubt there will be some more breaking news. From a media perspective, uh, your thoughts on in David Faraday this week? Stealing him from NBC, although his contract was coming up, who knows where that would have gone? But um, I don't think they'll need the uh, five-second uh, delay button for for parity <laughs> when <laughs> Faraday he joins no. Lib.
1: No, it's, a, it's it's out of golf at the moment too because um, we go to the Open um, th- last week, we were at the Scottish Open the week before the Genesis Scottish Open, and like the PGA Tour events, the uh, the preview days just seem to be coloured by talk about Lib and the Breakaway Tour. We're not we're not getting into sort of the the nuts and bolts of who's teeing up in these tournaments. And even at the Open last week, we saw, you know, Martin Slumbers affecting questions about Liv, what's going on, you know. It's just, um, I don't know, it's just all very messy at the moment, isn't it?
0: I got to believe, too, the players are really getting kind of tired of it, Bernie.
1: Yeah, well, I think the media are getting tired of it, too. We probably want it resolved. It's not, not going to be resolved. not going to be resolved in a hurry. It's, it's obviously going to go to the courts. We can all see that. And... Um, you know, as as Ruthie said the other day, you know, it will go to court. He probably he believes, probably many others will believe that the the um, the Luke players will probably win.
0: Well, um, stay tuned. And I did want to get your thoughts because you are still in Scotland and have been uh, covering the Senior Open. A lot of players we know teeing it up, past major champions, and uh, who uh, who should we be keeping our eyes on?
1: Well, just looking at the leaderboard, leading board today, early, early, late afternoon leaderboard, I, I see um, Stephen Ames was leading last the time I looked. I remember covering Stephen Ames when he was a Trinidad-Tobago player, and he and he moved to Canada. He got in a, he got in a, bit, of, a bit of trouble going to Canada, because I recall him tearing, tearing out a pass, page in his passport, it, which didn't go over well with authorities. But he's not leading. I mentioned Portie Harrington. He, he shot a four-under. And this I've got to say. I did come back via St. Andrews this afternoon, got left a bit early. And as you do in St. Andrews, I, here we are. We, I bumped into Martin Slumber's walking down the street. Oh, my goodness. No, St. A, St. Andrews is a town like that. It's a, it's, it, it, look, it's back to normal now. All the fans have gone. The hot weather continued, actually, till um, yesterday. But it's nice and back to normal now, cloudy, a little bit overcast and a bit chilly. But, um, you know, it's St. Andrews is like that. I remember going shopping once in a big shopping centre and bumping into Sir Michael Benalek, just carrying a little shopping bag. But St. Andrews is like that. It's a, it's, a, it's a big town, but it's still a very personal town. where you can sort of bump into people like that. And, you know, seeing people carrying golf clubs over their shoulder, down the street, and around the corner, past Dr. Melanis and down to the first tee, as you do in St. Andrews. Well,
0: that's absolutely fantastic. And we have certainly appreciated... Uh, your perspective, and spending some time with us today. And I do have to give a shout-out to uh, your sidekick there, Fatia, and her amazing website, golfbytourmiss.com. Uh, you know, she's so famous, just like Madonna. You just call her by her first name and one of uh, our best women international golf journalist so big shout out Uh, to let me
1: just say on the back of that uh she calls me a lot of names (laughs) but um just seriously look you know she's one of the she's one of the one of too few women covering golf in person i'd love to see the pga tour and the larger tours do something more about promoting women golf reporters there's not enough uh women reporters covering golf like yourself you're great but there's just so few and the tour On a serious note, the tour needs to be doing more addressing this matter and not just encouraging more and more males to up or be present in the media center. I'd like to see a lot more women in the media centers and at the forefront of golf reporting as there are now.
0: Couldn't agree more. Uh, We need diversity on the course, and we need diversity uh, everywhere in the industry, including the media. So once again, I so appreciate your time. Bernie McGuire one of the best uh, golf international reporters in our business. Thank you so much for spending time with the Golf Insiders.
1: My pleasure, Holly, and good golfing to
0: all you listeners, okay?